Welcome to the Divine Spiral, where we let spirit and intuition guide the conversation to where it's supposed to be for our highest good. I'm Michael Braden. And I'm Jordan Johnson. And you are not here by accident. We feel this energy has attracted your soul to this episode for a very divine reason. And we couldn't be more thankful that this time and place has brought us all here together to connect to higher dimensions of consciousness. And no matter when you're listening, just remember we are all tuned into this shared space to connect and grow together at the exact same time. We don't know where we'll be by the end of this episode, but we're excited to see where we will spiral from here. And I think in this episode, it's one of our first ideas we actually had, and we want to talk about sacred connections, really just a very broad sacred connections, the different types of sacred connections, and share a lot. Most of this episode, it's going to be sharing mine and Michael's sacred connection and kind of the journey we've been through over the last year. Um, really, it started five years ago, um, and I, we feel by, by sharing our experience and our story, it's going to help you connect to your own life in its own unique way, and that's our goal here. So we just want to share a little bit about who we are and how we met and our relationship up for, for, up until this moment for the past year or so um, and how it's kind of grown us to a whole dimension that we didn't even think was possible. So, Michael, I'll let you start it with like how we first met you know, back in college. Yeah. So like you said, it started about five years ago. So this has been a long time in the making, even though nothing really picked up speed until the last year. So actually, uh, uh, we went to the same college. We went to school in Savannah, Georgia. And uh, upon moving there, I didn't know anyone there. Like I didn't have any other friends who were going there. I didn't know my roommates. So I was essentially going in alone. And uh, I was on everyone's favorite app, Tinder, LOL, and you were actually one of the first people that I talked to and met at school, and that was really interesting because we didn't know each other before then, and just a random Tinder connection. So I remember us talking, and I remember that first night that we met. I know that Nothing significant happened in it, but I remember that general feeling that I had, and it was something that I hadn't felt before, and I felt in my chest kind of a rush of energy, just kind of a higher vibration, but at the time I didn't know what that meant. That feeling is very much similar to the feeling of being cold when you get cold in your chest, because I get cold in my chest a lot, and... Uh, I didn't know what it meant, and nothing really got picked up from it, but I just remember feeling different and feeling like there was something there. And it was through that feeling that I held on to um, for a good bit of freshman year of college. Nothing really happened. We continued to see each other off and on ever so often, but it just never went anywhere. And knowing what we know now, I can see how that first year of us knowing each other was a complete mirror to everything that the other person was going through. So it's just very interesting comparing what it felt like going through it initially to looking back on it now from a higher perspective and really understanding those steps and how it led us here. Yeah, I I remember... <laughs> I remember you were also one of the first persons I connected with, you know, in school and, you know, going to a new college freshman year. You're just, and I think this feeds into a major theme for a lot of people's lives. It's this desire for connection. And um, there's something, we there's some terms here that we want to go over that, you know, that we felt we had no idea in the initial that this is what it was. And matter of fact, and it's important to note, we weren't 
spiritual or in tune or anything at this point in time. We were very loose, both of us. I would think you would agree, right, Michael? We were just very lost and who we were, what we were doing. Um, and just, I had a lot of issues because I just had a whole uh, coming out experience with my family and I felt very abandoned by the closest people I loved. So for some reason, part of my wounds and journey was to initially latch on to another person to show me that love and care. And so that's why I had a desire to find someone at school. And anyway, we met Michael and Michael and I actually had a very opposite connection. We realized this, you know, when we reconnected five years later, but we actually had very opposite feelings. So I want I'm going to ask Michael like how he was feeling, but first I'm going to share like how I was feeling the connection. He was like he said, he felt something very potent with me. He didn't understand why, but he just did. And then for me, I felt um, I felt something, but it wasn't that I felt like for some reason I couldn't get away from him. You know, I wasn't really taking the relationship seriously at all, but he really wanted more. And I just like didn't really want more, but I also couldn't just leave it for some reason. I really didn't know why. Um, and that led to a very, I would say very toxic. I mean, would you agree, Michael, very toxic energy between us at the time, because it sent him spiraling into his own wounds. And me, I was still spiraling from wounds of the past. And so that was directly affecting him. It's like the saying, hurt people, hurt people. And um, yeah, it was just very toxic environment. And there were times where I, and looking back on the actions I performed then, you know, just did not treat him with the respect that anyone should have, but it, it taught me in the end, but I guess Michael touch on a little bit more, like if you want to, like what you were feeling, um, like with, and that relationship of freshman year, like the first few months. Yeah. What you said was exactly right about, it bringing up wounds for both of us and us in reaction of those wounds instead of us actually controlling our actions and efforts. So for me, it was also dealing with personal acceptance with who I am, who I wanted to be, where I was in life, and also just a lot of different trauma that I had going through school. I think a lot of people can relate. School is a very traumatic time, and we are influenced by others from an extremely young age before we're even able to think for ourselves. So me wanting to continue something with you, even though it wasn't going anywhere, me continuing to chase after the one thing that just wasn't working out, that was reflecting in the moment I didn't know that. I didn't know this until years later. Like I was going through this completely blind um, as I feel is natural when, before you really start to be introspective and really analyze your thoughts and work on yourself, I was essentially continuing to run into this wall, knowing that it wasn't going anywhere, but holding on to that hope and holding on to that feeling that I had the first night that we met, like I wasn't able to accept the reality that nothing was going on because I was holding on to that feeling so strongly. And I think it was because personally i felt very bad about myself at the time there was a lot of stuff about myself that i hated like i was not kind to myself and uh, i think having that feeling was kind of a hope of oh this person can get me out of this this person can elevate me further like this person can save me because i can't save myself and uh, that's definitely another reason that it didn't work out because we had to recognize those things about ourselves before it was able to move forward and i feel with a lot of these soul connections and a lot of these uh divine relationships no matter what they may look like 
you can meet initially and not understand what it is. And it's not until you go in and you do your own work that you're able to fully show up and be present for this relationship as your true, whole, authentic self in order for the relationship to get to the point that it's supposed to be. So that was what was going on with me. And then after all of that, like we occasionally talked on and off throughout college, but you know, it never was anything. And uh, I think both of us changed a lot during that period of separation. Yeah. And it's, it's still not uh, a romantic relationship. It, we, we thought, you know, we, there was a lot of wounds there and it, skipping to the end of college 2020 when COVID happened, that's when, that's when my awakening journey began. And, um, I began this really, really deep healing journey that, you know, I didn't even know what was coming over me. I mean, there were times where I was literally walking down the streets of Savannah, bawling my eyes out, bawling my eyes out. And I didn't know why I just didn't. And I was just really, really sad. And it forced me to open the walls of my heart that I was so scared to open to anyone or anything in my life. And it, it like makes me emotional. I don't even know why, because it's such a deep thing. Like healing is, is hard and it's powerful. But when you have sacred connections come into your life to mirror certain dynamics and energies and wounds, it is going to change your life forever. And that's what we want to talk about is at what point in mine and Michael's relationship did we recognize how sacred it was, how spiritual it was, and what it was there to teach us. Um, so skipping to after my awakening, and we talked about a little about this in the Signs and Synchronicities episode, Michael reached out to me very randomly on Instagram and just was checking up on me a couple of years after we graduated from school. He was just checking up. I was like, hey, how's it going? How's it been? And I think at this time, Michael um, was still in a in some of a karmic relationship with another person and there is a difference between karmic relationships and sacred relationships and i was also when he texted me he actually came back into my life and he said that two weeks before my karmic relationship ended um through a cheating wound and that that's kind of where it all shifted we kind of realigned ourselves reconnected ourselves should i say right when we were both exiting a karmic relationship because the karmic relationships are there to dynamically exchange the wounds but they're they're not really supposed to last they're supposed to heal your karma they're supposed to make you live out your karma again so that you can move on and find deeper healing and that eventual true connection and i'm not going to say that like cheating was my karma because i haven't cheated on anyone in my life but and that's another thing to know is like just because something happens to you and it's a karmic relationship doesn't mean that's your karma because it's verbatim what you did before no it's the energy it's how you make someone feel um but anyway back to me and michael he reconnected me right at the end of both of that for us and he just said how's it been going and we connected quite literally over signs and synchronicities so from the very beginning of that reconnection point, we really started connecting spiritually together, which is a very, very big difference from when it was in college, when we were connecting very materially together and connecting, quite frankly, from a place of our wounds and from a place of a need, like he said, which was so powerful and deep, from a place and desire for someone else to save you when you can't even save yourself. Like connecting from that point and then connecting from a, a, a place powerfully enough from like spiritual, like like sacred and divine and through source energy 
that's what changed our relationship and that's what brought us back together and it not only bonded us very deeply it grew us exponentially in a very 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 short time frame so i michael this is your side of the story because at this point in my life i was very attuned and aware spiritually but i think you didn't know what was about to come Oh no, I had no idea that was about to what was about to happen. And you just saying that actually made me connect something. You said that your spiritual journey started in 2020. And I feel that mine did too, not necessarily to the extent that yours did, but I started the path on 2020 with the previous person that I was in a relationship with. And uh, it was through that that I really learned about, you know, my sole purpose and uh, really stepping into uh, more of the life that I never imagined for myself, but it just felt so right. So I didn't connect that both of us kind of awakened at the same time, but that was really cool. And uh, also something that was really interesting is we were talking about the previous relationships that we were in, and there was so much mirroring, even with both of our partners. Like we both had gone through being cheated on. We both had gone through very similar experiences and uh, that's just another aspect of how perfectly we mirror each other. And that was one of the earlier things that we recognized also was, wait, what's going on in your life is going on in my life also. And uh, these... And our whole life too, not even just in that moment. Oh, yeah. like we, we backtracked and like our coming out experience, our childhood wounds, like they were mirrored and they were exact mirrors. It was so similar and I had never realized that before like I had never been aware that that's something that could happen because kind of like I said earlier up until this point with you I was essentially going through life in reaction I was avoiding what was going on with me I was severely depressed severely anxious like a lot a lot of stuff going on that I just did not know how to heal I didn't know how to work through it I didn't know what was going on and uh, you know I was my coping mechanism was looking for someone else to save me specifically in a relationship and uh, you were the first time that i was with someone where i was like oh wait i can save myself it's not up to the other person to save me it's up to me to save me and uh, kind of once i recognized that and us also recognizing that we're mirrors for each other a lot of these spiritual connections whether it's a twin flame connection or a soulmate connection or any type of connection, whatever you want to call it, there is a lot of mirroring that happens with it. And so it's going to bring about your deepest shadows. It's going to bring about the parts of yourself that you may not even be aware of, or if you are aware of it, it's those parts of yourself that you do not like and you don't know why you act that way. And so that was also a really big transition is recognizing, oh, this is a very divine spiritual soul connection i've never experienced anything like this before but why is all of this other stuff happening too why are you acting in this way that's triggering this part of me why are you triggered because of what i did like there was just a lot of stuff like that and in the moment i didn't know the reasons for that and i didn't have the answers for that it's it's very important that what he just said is like that triggering it's like you have wounds that you have to heal. And I remember telling Michael this. I said, um, I said, you're gonna heal this. Okay, so when you're by yourself, you may be saying you're good. I'm good. I've healed a lot. I am like happy with life. But then, and you think, okay, now I'm ready for a relationship. Now I'm ready for a, a romantic connection and bring someone else in my life. And so you go out and you seek that. Then you find that. And then you 
come to find out you're not good and you have all these wounds going on and happening inside of you and all these triggers and you blame the other person and then you break up with them. Well, I got news for you. When you're alone, you're going to get triggered by something that you can't do alone. So let me rephrase that. In other words, say you're alone and you've healed a lot of stuff. So you're not getting triggered as much anymore and you're really happy with life. Then someone new comes along and then all of a sudden you're having all these wounds pop up. Those wounds are popping up because those that's things that you can't heal on your own. They can't pop up without the trigger of a relationship because of all the relationship wounds that you have. Most people have relationship wounds um, just because of how we're conditioned in society, just because of how we're raised or what we're taught um, or even from past lives that you may not even consciously be aware of. There's wounds that come up that have to be healed that can only be healed and, and, and triggered through a relationship. And what Michael is saying is he realized and I realized, wait, I trigger him and he triggers me. That's where commitment comes in because you're going to be faced with a lot of challenges. We were faced with a lot of relationship challenges and we we didn't we never defined our relationship. We never put a label on it. As much as we even tried, Spirit was like, no, there's no label to this. We were feeling love of all types. I mean, because of we had some crazy past life experiences in Asheville and stuff that really we had a lot of very potent and powerful re regression experiences in Asheville together and that really taught us wait we've been brothers you've been my son we've been you know married before we have been best friends the whole life before we've been all of these things which gave us clarity on why we felt so strongly towards one another and why we felt at some moments it felt like we were just brothers and why some moments it felt like it i think we often described it as the teacher student relationship because you know at one point it feels like someone's helping the other person and then it would the roles would flip and i feel like that's the dynamic between that the like kind of that father son relationship too but you're going to get triggered and it takes commitment for yourself to be committed to yourself to to heal yourself through these wounds that you're faced with and to not blame someone else for your own wounds or your own triggers. Because in any sacred relationship, there are two people. There is never one person. There are two people. It is no I. It is no just you or that person's fault. It's it's y'all's dynamic. And having appreciation and recognizing that it's two people, you know, that's cultivating this is not just one person, I hope can give people a lot of peace because that's what I kept reminding myself of. It's like, okay, I have to heal this. And it's either now or never. I mean, I'm sorry, not now or never. It's either now or it's going to happen again, you know, in the next partner, in the next partner. And it did. So when me and Michael disconnected and I met someone else, the same wounds came up for me again. And I had to work through them again. And I said, I'm committed this time, you know. So I don't know if you want to touch on any of that, but I definitely wanted to talk about even the difference between sacred connections and twin flames and how they're similar, how they're different, where it kind of separates. And even like, our our connection itself and what we kind of view it as in terms of like the spiritual perspective oh yeah and uh, i think what also helped was our awareness of ourselves going into it so prior to us meeting i had really committed to my own personal healing journey so i'll go more into depth about this in future episodes but i was going through ketamine clinics um i was going through personal introspection i was going through other types of plant medicine that i was using to get a better understanding of my behaviors and my patterns and why i was acting the way that i was and healing trauma that i wasn't aware of so going into this i already had a deep connection to myself i had made that commitment to myself that 
I want to heal. I want to see these sides of myself. I want to feel the best that I can. And so I think having that awareness, the, the coming into it was also really helpful because you're able to see not only your actions, but the other person's actions from a higher perspective. And again, not living in reaction. So it was very intense at times working through some of this stuff. And uh, in the moment, I didn't realize the full extent of everything that was happening as I do now looking back on it. Um, but that is, what do you mean? Like what, what to the full extent of what, like, what do you mean? Like in the moment I understood that we were mirrors for each other, but I don't think I truly understood the depths of what that meant and how to fully detach from another person's actions as I can now. So it's hard. It is hard, it's hard. and it takes practice going through it. So a lot of the stuff that you were doing, I still took very personally, but that was still me acting in my hurt trauma like reaction phase so it was triggering those wounds because these actions and like these negative emotions and these negative feelings those are the triggers and you're supposed to go into them to see what they're trying to tell you i didn't fully understand that in the moment so when things were good and the mirror was easy i was okay with it but when it got more difficult when it showed something that in the moment i couldn't recognize as my own wound, i just saw it as your action that was pretty difficult for me to move past. So there were a lot of highs and lows in it. And I understand that it's all for our best and personal healing to show these things that can only be brought up when you're in a, a union with someone else. But it's hard going through this. Like these are not easy relationships. They do get easy if you have that commitment and you understand that you're in this relationship. And I don't want anyone to confuse a soul connection for an earthly toxic relationship like there definitely are differences with those and i feel if you're listening and you're on this path you'll understand when you're in a sacred connection as opposed to uh, um either an abusive or a very toxic earthly connection so and i want to if i can like interject really quick michael i want to touch on that because that's important because it's very true um the line gets harder to see when it happens but the i want to actually define this for people from my experience and what i've learned with this is from my experience and what i've learned with this is that a sacred connection the difference between a sacred connection and a toxic connection because there are going to be similarities and experiences if you are wounded and you have wounds to work through and heal right but a sacred connection is going to have a commitment to growth and it's going to have a commitment to heal yourself. If both people involved in the sacred connection have this desire to work through their healing and can recognize when someone, obviously, if they're being physically or emotionally abusive, that's different. But if, say, let me, let's use an example. Say I was in a, a partnership or a relationship and someone, you know, got triggered. We triggered each other. And then, you know, we started blaming each other. And then nothing ever got resolved. A sacred connection can recognize wait, this isn't just you doing this to me. This is a dynamic and we know that this is our healing and our wound speaking and we want to change that for us. We want to change that for our relationship, to grow our relationship and connect to our relationship. It becomes toxic when there's an unwillingness to grow and an unwillingness to accept what's happening and take accountability for what's happening. I mean, at least that's what I feel is like 
where it becomes toxic because what it's going to do is to at least one person's mental health is severely suffocated. And that person is going to bring you down more than uplift you because you're not able to keep pushing through those wounds or actually find the, tr the trigger and the healing needed for those wounds. And yes, if you can't find it, it's not necessarily that the relationship is toxic. It's just that you're not ready or that that might not be the person to heal it with. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not to blame one another or saying you didn't want to heal this and blah, blah, blah. I think, and I'm going to be honest here. Like, I think I told Michael something along the lines a few months ago. It's like, well, you just, you just didn't want to go through the healing with it and accept the healing and accountability. What I recognize now is it's no one's fault. It, it is what it is because he made a choice that, or we made a choice really together that, you know, we are bringing each other down more and we are unable to get out of it to positive vibrations, which ultimately is what matters because the higher vibrations attract everything you need in life, everything you want, everything you desire. And you only live once. You're in charge of your own happiness. So if you ever feel like the relationship is toxic and there's no room for it to grow, that's where it becomes toxic, I think. And you just have to feel it out and use your intuition and gut. Is that person committed to the growth or are they just looking for a short-term fulfillment? You know, that's my perspective. Do you have a different one, Michael? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And then also moving through with what you said, there is no right or wrong way with these connections. Like you can have a very soulful connection with someone that's supposed to teach you a lot and you're only going to meet them once. You, or you could be in a relationship with someone for a year and have a year's worth of growth and insight in that. Or you could be with someone for a couple of months and transcend lifetimes of healing and information during that period. So it really is about recognizing your personal limits and your boundaries. Limits isn't the right word, but what you're currently okay with going through. And since we met earlier on into my awakening i wasn't capable of being as fully committed to something as i am right now because you're still working through stuff you're still learning everything um you're not able to look at things from as high of a perspective as what you can later on so you know by no means just because you're in a spiritual connection that does not mean that it's supposed to last forever that does not mean that you can't cut that off or state your boundaries or say what you are or are not comfortable with at any point because again you're meeting for a reason you're meeting to work through all this stuff you're meeting for the mirrors but it also comes to a limit of okay i understand that these are my soulful karmic cycles um we had a contract to meet and awaken each other and do all of this other stuff together but i also, my physical self am still in control of my life, and uh, you still do have the ability to uh, say no and make those boundaries for whatever you're able to do. And uh, I think that no matter where you are, you know where your boundaries are, and uh, you shouldn't feel guilty about doing what feels best for you. And if you feel like it's time to move on from that, then... In my experience anyway, chances are you fulfilled what you were supposed to with that person in the moment. Exactly. So with the um, relationship that I had before this, I feel, you know, if we were in it at this point, things would have been a lot different from how it was back then because I at least was, you know, very 
closed off, still very working in reaction. And it did come to the point of where it just was not healthy to go on anymore. And I feel that we had learned all the lessons that we were supposed to, but it just wasn't really as much as it hurt. It wasn't feeling good to continue on in that moment, because like you said, if you're continuing to bring each other down instead of lift each other up, then you've probably fulfilled your contracts and your agreements with each other. And you're not going to get anything out of continuing to be with that person. Now, in our case, we ended our romantic side of things, but still remained in touch. It was kind of off and on for a little bit then, but you know, we were always there. And then the relationship turned even more into a teacher student relationship. And now it's led us into this podcast and has led us to so many other places. So just because one phase of the relationship ends doesn't mean that there's not still more in that agreement to do, but you can't reach the other side of that agreement until you make that commitment to yourself and understand you need to make the changes when it's time for them to happen. Yeah, I I want to, there's a lot I want to talk about with what you just said before we get to like where we are now, but like you said something that I feel, I just really feel like people need to to really hear this michael what what makes it unhealthy for you why how did you know it was unhealthy because it is crucial like you can't just stay in a relationship even if you feel like it's meant to be if you aren't being who you want to be or how you want to feel or if you really feel like it's unhealthy for your own mental sake or whatever so i just want to know like you know i already know but i want I think it would really help people if you maybe share like why you felt it was unhealthy and just be like detailed with it. Yeah. So I can't remember some of the more exact details. So I'm going to have to generalize a little bit, but I do remember, you know, in the beginning it was very deep insightful conversation. Like over the course of the couple months that we were together, I learned so much and uh, the way that we would talk to each other, it's like you were, helping me remember this information that I already had but wasn't aware of. So I was learning so much. I was stepping more into my soul's knowledge and stepping more into who I actually am, my higher timeline for this life. And after a while, I feel that, well, both of us wanted to take it towards a more romantic route, which I think was working for a little bit, but it seemed as though the more that we went into that, the more... Just like that the universe was saying, no, this isn't necessarily what you're supposed to be doing. So I recognized that we were arguing some more and it wasn't necessarily helping or growing each other with the arguments that were happening. I felt that we started to focus on some really like earthly petty material that didn't feel like us. And uh, just our interactions with each other started to change from how they initially were. And yes, your actions are going to change over the course of a relationship, but it just honestly didn't feel the same anymore. And I really, I, I just kept on feeling and getting the message that romantically, this isn't how it's supposed to be. I want to go back to how it was that teacher student, that helping each other learn and grow, but not having as deep of a commitment to work as one in a romantic relationship. And so it was kind of a longing of what it used to be and comparing what it was in the beginning to what it was right now and what it was right now wasn't elevated from where it was in the beginning. And by right now, I mean like this was like 10 or so months ago uh, towards the end of the relationship in 2022. 
And uh, I, it, it just, it didn't feel uplifting anymore. And I knew that wasn't because of you, but because of the direction that we were trying to take it. because of us. Yeah, it was yeah. because of both of us. You know, it was, I want to connect this back to the beginning of our story and like how we met. And this is something that a lot of people face due to our conditioning and wounds around relationships. But what I heard most in there of his definition of why he felt it was unhealthy is the difference between the beginning freshman year when he didn't have a connection to himself and he lost his connection in a relationship to himself. And then back when he healed a lot of stuff through another relationship and on his own, that he recognized, wait, I'm starting to lose myself in this connection. I'm starting to lose like what I want or like who I am and what makes me me. And he remembered, I have control over this. I want to be happy right now. That's just where I am in my stage of life is what he said. And so he made, he didn't really make a decision. He communicated his emotions and he expressed himself that allowed the other person to understand because you have to think we had a very spiritual connection. So it's not like we weren't aware of like what was going on here spiritually. And I do want to touch more into that. You know, our relationship, when we, he first reconnected and we realized this sacredness in our relationship, we had all these past life regression experiences. We realized that each there's, there's a few things that have happened. So we meet each other in our lifetime, every lifetime. And we have this one place in the world that we come and it opens us. I mean, it opens us like a book to all this sacred knowledge and these downloads that came flooding in, these past life regression experiences that came flooding in from our relationship. It was insane. There's this one spot that we meet every single lifetime and it's in Asheville and the mountains, the energy, the calm, the peace, something about it just connects us to all of our shared experiences from the past lifetimes. And we, we grew a lot together. We grew each other. We opened each other. Sure, he came to me in a different place in his journey than you know where I was, but in the end of it and to this moment, what, however many months it's been, a year or whatever, we are pretty much at the same exact point in our path. It's like we awakened each other. That's the dynamic of a sacred relationship is awakening each other. And so if you feel like it's unhealthy and you're not growing anymore because you can't be who you want to be, don't lose yourself. Put yourself first. And I wanted to really touch on this. There are there are more than one twin flame connections. There can be. There can be more than one soulmate, definitely. Soulmates can be friends. They can be any connection that's destined to come to you or fated to come to you. And I talked about this a little bit, the difference between fate and destiny. And our relationship was definitely fated. It was our soul contract to meet each other first freshman year when we were both very, very lost and have that initial experience. And then a soul contract for us to come back together in a certain moment in time where we reconnect at the exact point when both of our partners cheated on us and we we're getting rid of these relationships, these toxic karmic relationships and starting to recognize, oh, I have power of my life. I have control. I can take my relationship life wherever I want it to go. I deserve more or I want something different right now. And we recognize that we came together in this moment of time and we realize that our whole journey, all of our lifetimes, have we have this option. We have this option. And I'm talking to everyone listening right now. With every sacred relationship, every faded sacred relationship, you have a choice of your destiny of what you want to happen in that relationship. 
you know, mine and Michael's relationship could have gone a number of ways, but nothing is by accident and all has a divine order. And since Michael, I have moved on, we have kind of grown our lives separately, but still have always connected, been connected because we recognize the sacredness of our connection. And so I just, I just wanted to reiterate, reiterate, re, if I can say that word, reiterate what he said earlier about how he discovered it was unhealthy for him. It came down to him remembering who he was. And if you ever lose track of who you are, sacred relationship, you need to take a step back because the healing and growth cannot occur anymore, which is what happened with us. Oh, exactly. And that's such a good point that you brought that up because even though you are in this connection with someone else, you are still your own individual person. And uh, I believe that no matter what type of relationship you're in, you're, you put yourself first because you're the one who has to live with yourself. And it's very interesting because ending things with you, that was the first relationship in my adult life that I had ever ended things with someone. Like, well, other than a couple of friends here and there, but the first time that I had really stepped up for myself in a relationship, and it was the first time that I didn't cling so tightly to the other person where I could feel it slipping away because in relationships prior to this, when I felt the other person recede for me, I hung on even tighter because the thought of being alone was so horrifying. Like I could not be alone. I needed, I thought that I needed that person to make me happy and to make me whole and to save me essentially. And so ending things with you, it did, it was really hard. It took a while for me to get there, but I also saw that as a moment of victory for me because I was putting myself first and I acknowledged what I needed and what was best for me. And uh, I stood up for that and I went after that. And uh, that was really one of the first times in my life that I had put myself first like that. So uh, there were so many emotions going into that, but ultimately it was a win for me and a victory for me because it had showed just over the course of literally just a few months how much progress that I had made and how much progress that you had helped me make with myself. So, you know, it truly wasn't our contract for me to step up and for me to put myself first and send us on our separate ways but still be together. So definitely don't see the ending of these types of relationships and connections as a failure because it absolutely is not it will work oh, out yeah. for the best no, that was the lesson oh yeah that was the lesson what he said like and similar energy happened with me my ability to be resilient and move on and accept what he wanted was for him you know in a sacred relationship you don't have any egotistical love it is unconditional love with michael what he was saying, I understood because not only did I have the spiritual perspective that we shared together, but I understood what he was saying and I accepted it. Sure, it put me through some healing and some growth and some getting over because, you know, I never connected to someone so deep and spiritual with anyone in my life. And for him to happen to be gay, I was like, oh, it has to be, right? But no, it it doesn't. And to be able to put yourself first and by him saying ending it, he didn't, right? We're still talking. We We never stopped talking to each other. We recognize that we had our past lives where we are so many different types of connections and that we could choose whatever path we wanted for this lifetime. And in that moment, 
it was a temporary decision and it's not a permanent solution. You know, wherever that relationship is supposed to go with one individual person is where it's going to go. You have to turn to your source. You have to turn to faith. You have to turn to trust that everything is divine order because the divine order here is that he learned that lesson. I learned my lesson. I grew. I, I learned to love again. I learned to just keep loving. I never stopped loving after that, you know, and it's the same concept. I, I feel like it's, he learned a lesson through it, right? I learned a lesson through it. And he said something where it's like, I helped him grow so much. No, Michael, you did that. That wasn't me. We treated each other. And that's what a sacred relationship is. It's, it's, it is this teacher-student thing, but it goes both ways. We did it for each other. We helped each other. We triggered each other, but you did the work. You put yourself first in the end. And, you know, it's a sacred relationship. It's true love. It's unconditional love. And with that, a relationship just can't die. It can't just end. You're going to find a way to connect in other ways if it's meant to be, if it's in the divine order, if it's in your soul's plan that has laid out for you a ahead of your life, you know, and we will talk more about soul contracts and stuff and what that really means, probably not in this little bit, but I just wanted to touch on that, Michael, like it, it wasn't me that helped you grow. It wasn't you that helped me grow. It was each other. It was, that's the union. That's the union. It's, that's the sacredness. That's what makes it sacred is no one's doing something for the other person. It's natural, nat naturally happening by both people and it's evolving you so fast i think that's one of the key indicators is your your growth in such a short period of time it's it, wouldn't you say that would be like a huge indicator of a sacred relationship yeah it is we because i had never grown so fast with someone before and uh, it had never felt so natural with someone before which is that it was like we were stepping back into where we left off not where we left off freshman year of college, but where we left off at any one of the previous or current or future lifetimes that were together. And, uh, you know, we're meeting again here. And then that's another thing that I wanted to bring up is this isn't the only lifetime that we've been together, as we know. So with these connections, you have formed these massive, like, complex relationships with this other person through other lifetimes. And, uh, that click of it feeling so natural is that indication and that remembrance and that unveiling that, you know, this isn't just a random person that I met. This is a soul who I have agreed to go through life with. And uh, it's because of that and all of your other experiences with that soul that I believe you're able to move and ascend in this lifetime so quickly. And that's something that I wanted to ask you was we talked about moving very quickly with each other. Um, talked about that, those past life regressions and that recognition that we do this every lifetime. Were there any other indications for you that this was a soul connection or what was different about this one for you that you recognized, oh, this isn't like an earthly relationship or a karmic relationship or a toxic relationship. This is something greater. It, it was honestly our shared experience. It was the shared experience we had in Asheville. It was the past life regressions. I mean, we remember details of our past lives, you know, together. And that automatically, of course, to anyone would signify something more than just this time frames connection. And I do want to say like a twin flame, it can be a karmic twin flame, like my previous 
relationship with a karmic twin flame and that relationship comes into my life each lifetime. And I remember talking to an Ayurveda therapist um, during this time frame and she was telling me, you know, her experience with, you know, a, her karmic twin flame and how it comes up every lifetime. And you hit a point where you feel the difference. You just know. And I think what I want to mention is how you know if someone's the one. Because just because there's a sacred connection doesn't mean they're the one, obviously, as me and Michael have been talking about. But how do you know? And really, it comes down to a feeling. Because I I wanted to mention this as well. Like, you can have multiple sacred relationships in one lifetime. You know, it's not one size fits all. It's just a thing. You have different things that need to be evolved. And so I want to share what happened after Michael decided that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't in our best interest. This is the best way to word it. It wasn't in our best interest to continue trying to force a romantic connection to work. Because if you're trying to force something, just let it go. Because you're trying to force something from an ego standpoint. If you truly had faith and trust, you know that that person might not be the end all be all. And if you're trying to force something, it truly means you're maybe not okay with just yourself. And you have to have the courage to be able to say, I know what I want. I know what I'm capable of. There's another person in the universe that can allow my healing to transpire and me be fulfilled or me feel the things I want to feel. And so what happened after Michael decided, hey, we, we just weren't being fulfilled. It was causing more issues in our relationship. We really just, and this is what we talked about, we really just wanted to focus on enjoying the spiritual connection that we shared because we had a lot of shared experiences, which I definitely want to talk about, probably not in this episode, but all the things that happened in Asheville and stuff. We had so much spiritual experiences that got lost when things got tough. And that's what made it the most difficult. And it's probably what made it the most difficult for him to say, this isn't fulfilling for me because he felt a connection he's probably never experienced and same for me. But you can have more of those relationships that feel just like that because there's more than one person you've met in your past life that would want to come back to you, right? And you have to have faith and trust that by putting yourself first, you're telling the universe exactly what you want and exactly what you don't want so that that perfect person can come to you, heal you, and you be fulfilled. And I think that's crucial as well. Yeah, and I actually wanted to touch on something that you just brought up about meeting other soul connections. So uh, throughout all of our lifetimes and all the different souls that we have met since our incarnation, of course we're going to meet other people that we want to do life with. Of course we're going to meet other people who want to help us on our journey because we're all just on our journey of ascension. And so uh, just because your first spiritual connection is very special and even if it does end that doesn't mean that there's not going to be another one to come later on and uh, that actually kind of brings me to where we are right now and kind of some lessons that i learned through all of that so uh, you know we're still talking we've always been connected and i feel like we've gone back into the teacher student aspect now we're even doing uh heck we're kind of business partners in a way uh going into this creative journey so uh, that also shows that I think something very important for these types of connections is don't be attached to a label or to an outcome of what you think the connection is going to be because you are only limiting it by those self-imposed limitations. So I remember whenever we toyed around with the idea of making it a more romantic connection, a lot of issues started to come up for us and just a lot of feelings of, no, you're not necessarily supposed to head in that direction. And I remember talking about you having multiple conversations about this is 
you know, our conversation goes beyond these earthly um, relationship titles. We're not able to limit everything that we are because we are everything because we have been everything. And so I think just really being open to the connection and being curious to where these soul connections are going to go. I think having that curiosity is really key to this and by not limiting the possibilities and potentials of where it could go. So for me, whenever I started to be open to, oh, this, to looking at this connection through not earthly terms, but through pure connection and all the different potentials of it, that's when it felt really freeing to me. So I think that's something important to consider with all of these connections, whether it's a twin flame or a soul connection or a soulmate or whatever. Um, my biggest advice would just be don't limit or try to define what it is. Just do whatever feels right, and that will lead you to the truest potential. What's supposed to happen. Yes. Yep. It's it's going to lead you to what's supposed to happen, absolutely. I remember connecting with Michael, uh, you know, when we reconnected and stuff, and we grew this deep spiritual connection and the past life regressions. We, we were very aware that this lifetime we were supposed to have together. Uh, we were supposed to live throughout this lifetime connected to one another. We have a soul contract that says, hey, every lifetime you're going to meet. Every lifetime you can choose what your relationship looks like and feels like, but every lifetime you have a mission together. And recognizing and coming to understand that shared mission, and that's a very big sign also of a sacred connection, is this concept of a shared mission. And this is a feeling, it's not a knowing. This is, and what I mean by that is, it's not necessarily you knowing what that shared mission is. It's a feeling that, wow, we have the potential to do something together for other people or for spirituality or for this shared mission, whatever it may be, whenever it comes about, whenever it comes to us, when that knowledge comes to us. We went through this whole relationship dynamic and experience together, and it brought us to this point in time where very naturally, we didn't even force it. It came up in a random conversation I think literally five days ago, we were like, hey, what do you feel about creating a podcast together? Because I told him in the beginning of our relationship, I've always wanted to create a podcast, a spiritual podcast. And I always said with him, like, we should do it together because our dynamic, we send 20 minute voice messages to each other to this day. We never stopped that. That's That happened from day one. We would always send long voice messages to each other. And all those voice messages were was giving information and insight on what the other was going through or just sharing an experience we went through that was spiritual. Most of those conversations were spiritual. And we were like, wow, if we just recorded these and put them on the web, like in a podcast, it'd be really great. I said that from day one with him. And so when it came up in conversation the other day, I was like really serious about it. I just wanted to, to do it. And I said, hey, you just quit your job. You're looking to go more spiritual business-based and I mean, podcasting. And we naturally fell into that. But if we ever severed ties and he said, you know, I never want to talk to you again because that's maybe how his wounded self acted in the past. I don't really know if that's how he acted. I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying if he were to act from a place of his past and not act from a place of his heart and do what his heart was telling him to do in that moment, we wouldn't have ended up here in the same way we did. We wouldn't have known what that connection would have looked like then. You know, we have the power to choose our destiny if we do it or not, right? Fate is one thing. But ensuring that you do your and carry out your purpose and your mission in life is a choice. And that's why some people have a hard life. Some people have an easy life. Some people never get to have that sense of purpose or that sense of like, I've done something and some people do. And even if that's not the goal, when you follow your heart, 
when you follow your heart, you're going to land exactly where you're supposed to and feel exactly how you're supposed to with the people you're supposed to do it with. And I, I think that kind of ties it into like how we got to here is like, we never stopped the connection. We felt heart. We, we let the connection be what it was going to be. It was very friendship-like at first. It was very best friends-like at one point. It was, let's try and push romance here. Oh, that didn't work. Can't do the romance side. Let's go back to friends. And it took a hot sec to us to get back into the friendship because we had a lot of attachment issues because we realized the moment we put a title to something, oh, the title did a lot of wounds open up for us with the title. Like just even adding a title, we, we I think we added a title for a day a day and we are like oh no can't do it and he always said like i think michael you always said like let's try not to use a title because i don't want to define this relationship this relationship feels like everything it feels like so many different things all at once and the moment we did that's when we had all those relationship wounds come up because then we had a trigger the trigger was the trigger word was oh you're in a relationship this person means something different now that's not how any sacred connection should be a sacred connection should really just be you and whatever it is to you two can't be defined by you him her other people society it's unique it's very unique it's very dynamic it's very personal there is no linear path in a sacred connection and when it feels very i don't want to say chaotic or crazy but when it feels very driven i think that's the best word for it and like it's actually like different than all your other connections that's how you know it's a sacred connection and he also brought up a really good point um and it made me think about how uh, other people who haven't experienced this type of relationship may not fully understand what it is you're going through because they're going to continue to look at it through their known perception of what a relationship and a connection is, which is very earthly based at times. And so if you're someone who's going through one of these types of connections or you feel like you are, the people that you surround yourself with and the people that you talk about this type of connection, they may not fully understand what it is, but don't let that get you down or start to second guess what your intuition and your feelings are telling you. Because this type of connection is only for you and your other soul and other awakened souls who understand what this journey is like. So uh, I think with types of connection like this, it's very easy to bring a lot of doubt into it because that's our earthly conditioned minds and everything of what we're told a relationship should be. And so uh, sometimes privacy with stuff like this is best because whenever, uh -huh, because whenever we invite in others' opinion, we're sometimes inviting in their negativity and their influence to sway us in what we know to be right and this is something that we'll continue to talk about through the podcast because it's not just in sacred relationships it's with everything in life and you know the format of a sacred relationship also mirrors life like you don't know where it's going to go you just have to be along for the ride and if you have a destination and you are really fully driven to go to that destination, you're going to miss out on the path that will take you to somewhere so much better than what you thought it would be. Because like you said, if after freshman year, we just said, okay, whatever, we're not going to talk anymore, none of this would have happened. But that wouldn't have happened because it was in our contract for us to continue to do stuff throughout this life. And so just remember, the only guidance and... Uh, agreement and confirmation that you need is from within that's how we live our lives because we are feeling beings and so if you feel like you are in a divine 
connection than you are. And if it doesn't feel right to talk about this with people who don't understand that, then it's totally okay to keep this a secret to you are not doing anything wrong by branching out from what your friends are doing with their relationships and with their ideas of what love or anything is because divine connections are all about love. It's just pure love no matter what the other person is going through because at our essence, our soul is just love. And uh, these connections can really bring about that love and help us remember that love that we are and that we have for other people. So... Don't let others influence you on this path because this path is you and yours alone and just happen to yourself. Yeah, they're called sacred relationships for a reason because, you know, sacred, when you think of sacred, they're protected. They're not just protected in energy. They should be protected by both people involved or all people involved and they should be protected by source. It's a very divinely driven uh, relationship. It is it is a lot of healing, a lot of magic. That's what it is. It's a lot of magic, you know, hard magic, tough magic, but also beautiful magic, transformative magic. It's enlightening magic. It's it's amazing. And so a sacred connection should be protected. And it doesn't mean that you can't get opinions from outside or if you're really going through not to talk to someone, you know, really what it means is to be sure that you trust your gut and you're following your intuition even or despite even if someone says something different you know it's great to be open-minded keep the open-minded opinions of others but there's only one thing that you will know and not even just in sacred connections but only you are going to truly know how that relationship is and how that relationship feels and if you always go to your friends and say this happened this happened this happened and it's all these bad things and they're going to get a perspective that this person is not really good for you but you're failing to mention all the good things or the other things that you just never thought to tell them or never comes up. And so you can get a really, really skewed perspective. Sacred connections force you to trust yourself. That's what it does. And you have to trust yourself in the end with a sacred connection because they are protected. You need to protect your energy, your future, your destiny, and you need to protect that person you love because a sacred connection is not conditioned love. You love that person and that person genuinely loves you back. You need to protect that and not let someone else's opinion skew your own intuitive insight. Trust your gut. That's what it teaches you. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, there really is just no limit with where connections like this can go. There is no limit to the insight that it can bring because we are limitless beings. And when we tap in with someone else who also recognizes that they're limitless, then that just expands our potential even greater. So uh, just be there and be along for the ride because it's going to take you exactly where you need to go. Um, we do have free will in this life, but we also have our life planned out for our best and highest good. And just trusting in that the the right people are going to come along exactly when they need to. Um, just have faith and trust in that, that everything's going to work out exactly the way that it's supposed to. And I think this is a great stopping point. And if you are you know, in a sacred connection yourself right now, or you may be struggling to figure out if it's a sacred connection. I have two resources for you. One is Mike, he will, I mean, we've been through the experience. Our personal experience can help guide you. But if you really want a, like a, a more holistic approach, I mean, reach out to us, just let us know. And we, we will be happy to like, you know, answer any questions you may have and, you know, shoot us a DM or whatever. And then I can also, we can also touch you base with the person that helped me that I talked about. Um, her name is Kim and she worked wonders on me and I wouldn't have gotten through my life if it wasn't for her. She was able to, she understands energy. She understands spirit. She understands how to just listen 
And all those three components, we did massive healing transformation and energy work over distance too. And you're not alone. Everyone goes through these things and you can reach out for support, but it's always important to know yourself, like who you are, who you are and what your intuition says and to, and to stay true to that. And I think with that, I just want to end, I got this insight to end with something I wrote a long time ago and I really haven't read it again right now, but I just got this insight to just share this post I had and just read this description and kind of end it there and I'll let Michael talk after, but I haven't read it, so I don't really know how this relates yet, but I'm sure it's going to relate to someone out there. So I posted this thing on my Instagram a while back, and it says, I have this thing with trains. I don't know why, but something about trains gets me. I intentionally wanted to post this picture because it symbolizes everyone's journey, not just my own. Trains symbolize change, arrival, travel, and destinations. A lot has changed, and in the past week, my life took a 180, and I feel it aligned me on track with my purpose and calling in life. But I also feel it pointed my life on a new track, my highest path. I don't know where my train is going right now, the destination that is. I don't really have one, but the warm sun is keeping me comforted. I love traveling and I feel this metaphor is perfect right now. I feel like a powerhouse with a lot of forward momentum, but quite literally just following the track in front of me because there is little I can do to change it, but it's all an adventure, right? There's usually little you can do to change the track once you're on it. Only a force much greater than you can help to cultivate that change. However, you are still in control of what you choose to look out out that window where you sit, and the people you connect with, which plays a lot into a positive mindset. But nothing happens on accident, and you never know if one of those conversations or sites helps you to explore something brand new at your destination that you wouldn't have otherwise. Trust your track. Trust the one who laid it out for you, and be present. Much love. Yeah, I'm really glad that you said that because there are a lot of messages in that. And actually, as you said that, uh, I live right on one of the cable car lines here and one of the trolleys passed by as you were saying that. So another synchronicity. But I think that that really does tie into, you know, the message that we wanted to get across with this is we don't really know where we're going at any point at any time, but just have faith that you're headed where you're supposed to. You meet the people that you're supposed to along the way. And it is a journey. Like you said, it is a journey. It's everyone says it. it's the journey, not the destination, but that is true. And so uh, there are a lot of messages in what you just said. And I know that that will resonate with each person differently, exactly the way that it's supposed to. So I think that's a great conclusion to the episode. Wrap it all up. Yeah. It's just crazy how much that like it, it, it connects to me in a lot of different ways. One, mine and yours life, Michael, individually. It's a very synchronistic point and like a change that we just cultivated and, and began. But also through what we were saying, just like there's little you can do. You just got to have trust and faith. And like you have control of your own life. You choose what you look at. You choose at what you want to do. You choose how you want your relationship to feel or your soul connection and where that's supposed to go for you. That's right for you. The power is in your hands. It, the power is up to you and your relationship with source. And you have to feel things deeply and just know that healing isn't just going to happen overnight and know that, you know, you have to put in effort. And if one connection doesn't get you all healed up and you decide that one's not the connection to, to heal all these things with, that's fine. But be prepared that the next one, it will, because... It's going to happen. You have to heal these wounds or you'll keep replay, re, replaying the same wounds and triggers in a different relationship. And a lot of people go a lot of relationships before they realize that that was, you know, 
for me. Like that wasn't because of the other person. That was because of my own wounds. And then once they recognize that awareness is 85% of the healing. And once you have awareness that the triggers that y'all face in the relationship, man, it's easier to out if with that awareness, because the awareness can bring you peace. But yeah, without, with that said, like, I know we spiraled a little bit further than we intended to, but we spiral a lot. So welcome to the the podcast of spiraling. But yeah, I think that wraps it up pretty much. And, you know, feel free to reach out to us if you ever need anything or if you need a contact for any energy work or, or healing or, or the help with awareness, basically. So with that said, Michael, I'll leave it to you. Oh, yeah. Like you said, um, we're both spiritual coaches. We both are healers. We have a lot of different tools in our belt. So if anyone listening needs anything, we are here. We are available for you. We love helping other people and raising the vibration of the planet because by interacting with, you know, the audience and everyone that we meet, we also learn and continue to grow. And who knows, maybe we could find another soul connection through this. So we'll have our email linked through this. And my Instagram is healing.revelations. Just shoot us a dm shoot us an email whatever if you have any topics or ideas about episodes you want us to do anything you want to know more about definitely send that our way uh we are definitely open to interpretation and suggestion because you know kind of the main goal of this whole podcast is not just for you know people to listen to us talk it really is to build this community and to make sure that everyone has a voice and to get everyone's perspective in because someone's perspective could completely change your life. So this definitely is a community-based podcast. We want to hear from you. Please send us any and all thoughts that you have. Um, Yeah, just anything you want to send is greatly appreciated. All right, with that said, guys, we really appreciated spiraling with you on this episode of the divine spiral and we cannot wait to the next one where we will spiral god knows what we'll spiral into but we're going to spiral into something that we hope can offer you some insight clarity and guidance and healing through your own journey and just hope it resonates with you in the way it's supposed to but until next time guys we appreciate you being here in the shared space with us today but until next time guys take care